Welcome to season three of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Robinson. This season features exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. During season three, we're also featuring an inside look at the launch of my new book, Reach, with a special daily podcast series coming April 18th to 22nd. We hope you'll subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm Becky Robinson, and I'm so happy to be with you this Valentine's Day week uh, with Jason Mark Campbell, who's the author of a brand new book, and we will get to hear about that a little bit later in the show. But for now, welcome, Jason. We're so glad to have you. Becky, thank you so much for having me on the show and all you listener. Um, Well, happy Valentine's Day, and uh, I'm excited to be here. So as we get started today, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work in the world, Jason? And, you know, I know that as we're recording this, it's very early in the morning. So maybe you could also tell people where you live in the world. Yeah, no worries. I'm here in Bali, Indonesia. And so I found myself working in the field of sales for over 10 years. Um, And most of my recent experience has been in the field of personal growth education, I uh, found myself working for a company called Mind Valley, and what I've been doing now is really taking a message that's close to the heart. And this is all about the ethos of the book that I'm launching, which is coming out this week, uh, and it's called Selling with Love. And so what I found myself noticing is in the way that we sell, there's a lot of there's a lot of negative sales association that exists in the world. And particularly for people that want to sell themselves, it creates a lot of resistance hesitation and blocks. And so what I've noticed is when you actually start looking at sales differently, and what I'm hoping to inspire particularly the listeners here is to realize that you can do sales in a way that doesn't feel icky, that doesn't feel manipulative. Uh, Particularly if you're trying to launch your own book, you can go ahead and do strategies and execute on this from a place that feels good, is authentic, and actually makes the impact you've always wanted to make. And so this has been the message I've been really beating the drum on, making sure as many people as possible can learn it, because I think the world is tired of seeing the manipulative, uh, call it quote unquote, douchey sales and marketing models that get promoted left and right. And I want the ethical businesses to have what are the tools that are necessary to succeed. Well, so tell us a little bit about the way that you are choosing to infuse your own book marketing and your own book sales with your idea of selling with love in a way that's not icky. Yeah. So there's so many models that can exist when it comes to marketing your book. And I think there's some of them that could exist uh, that might that might not be as aligned with your values as necessary. You know, there's some ways that you can, you know, put your book, uh, maybe sell it in a way that at the back, you actually write a book that's not that great, but really what you're just trying to do is get leads and sell them in high ticket program. But you didn't put the effort into creating a book that actually stands on its own, that delivers a value. So I would say that's one of the first ways I could see lack of integrity, uh, lack of love, you could say, in the book world um, is just seeing the book only as a tool for marketing when really the book in itself is a valuable asset that should deliver transformation. And so the first basis of for me when it came to injecting love in the process of selling this book is ensuring that I have a great book that truly makes a difference. And in the book itself, I speak about five loves of selling. And this is one of those five loves is love the product. And when you truly love the product that you're marketing and selling, it comes across in everything that you do. 
it gives you that extra that little extra jump and skip whenever it comes to reaching out to people, marketing yourself, because you know at a foundation that what you offer gives so much more value than what you ask in return. And Becky, obviously you're in the book industry and you know this, that book is some of the most dense, value-packed experiences that you can create. A book is a magical tool because you can spend under $40 and end up getting so much insight, so much value that is one of the most like most skewed based on price to value tools that exist right now. So already the choice of deciding to write a book, the choice of deciding to market a book is already a great act of love because, well, it takes effort, blood, sweat, tears, maybe not blood, but definitely sweat and tears. And you find yourself in the nasty that when you go out to promote, now you're excited. And so what does that look like in practice? Well, now I'm reaching out to a ton of people that want to feature my message on their shows. I mean, this one included, but I've been able to build an amazing network by promoting this message, people that align with this message, getting to understand how many people needed to hear this book, this message. And so the way that it's written, the places that I go and promote myself are really much having a result of another love that I have in selling, which is loving the buyer. And I speak about how the best way to love a buyer is to understand the buyer. And so who are they? Have you done the research? Where are they hanging out? How can you reach them? So you can become more effective in your sales and marketing, particularly when it's applied to the book. When you start being so clear on who your avatar you're writing to, that, that one person, you can start thinking, what kind, of, what kind of podcast would they listen to? Where are they hanging out? Which groups are they a part of? Where can I find partnerships and relevant associations that will allow me to get my book in front of the right people? In my case, I know that one of the target people that I do reach out to are authors, uh, coaches, consultants, creatives, self-employed. And so if I take a sub-segment of this, let's say I take coaches, well, I found coaching training associations that I found myself being featured on, being on their podcast, being on their trainings, so that I can reach this audience directly. And another one of my audience would be thought leaders. Well, thought leaders, the best ones usually write a book. So there's a very high chance they'll be on this podcast and listening right now. And so I'm hoping your message is going to be reaching so many more people. And I'm hoping what I'm sharing today is going to help you do that. Well, I love that. So I want to just repeat what you said. So part of selling with love is loving the product and loving the customer. And as it relates to writing and selling and marketing a book, you really have to believe in the value that's contained in the book. And you also have to begin with the end in mind of that customer and what they need and make sure that you write the book in a way that uh, will add value to their lives. So that's pretty amazing. Um, I'm wondering, Jason, what what else uh, from your book are you applying as you market your own book with love? Yeah. Well, one of the other loves here that we can go through is loving the process of selling. And loving the process of selling is using all those tools, all those um, methods that exist. There's so much literature on book marketing that exists that share techniques that you can use, um, whether it's you know offering, uh, offering bonuses on the day of the launch, maybe organizing everybody to be you know launching on the day of your launch and telling everybody to buy the book on the day of launch so you can hit those Amazon bestseller lists or if you're on a bigger scale, maybe hit those New York Times, Washington Post, all those different lists. All of that requires you to build a process of marketing that allows you to move more books. 
And here's what I make sure people understand when it comes to loving the process of selling is that you're not talking about manipulation. You're talking about empathy. Like there's so many people that are wondering, oh, you know, should I be chasing that number one spot on Amazon to say that I'm a bestseller book? Well, if you're, you understand your customer, you understand your buyer, and you recognize that they will see perceived value and able to claim that, which in thus will allow you to sell more books, which in thus will allow you to make more impact with the message that you share, then of course you should take the efforts to do that. Of course you should hire that PR agency that's going to help you reach those goals. Of course you should work with that marketing system and do all of the automated email, the campaigns. So everything that you want to do makes sense because it's empathy. It's speaking the language that is necessary for the buyers to understand the impact you want to make for them. And so go out and use what is necessary to market your book because writing the book is half the battle, but there's a marketing aspect. And this is not just applied to book. Any product you create, it's fantastic to have a great product. It's not fantastic to have a great product in the hands of no one. And so the marketing aspect becomes so important. But I would say, don't put the horse in front of the cart. It still starts with an amazing product. And so keep that in mind. Well, so we've gone through three of your five uh, approaches to selling with love. And I can't end this conversation without hearing the other two. So could you share with us about the other two? Yeah, no worries. It's interesting because I've actually tell them in a reverse order than I usually share them. So I'll keep the first love for last. What I will say next is if you've done the work and you're in the process of writing a book, you'll realize that this is writing a book actually has a lot of similarities to sales because it might trigger a lot of insecurities. And that is why the last of the loves is usually loving the self. It's a personal growth experience to whether it's to write a book, to market a book. In my case, speaking of selling with love, selling in itself is a very vulnerable activity. It triggers rejection issues. It creates all sorts of fears, you know, and we're social creatures. And for some reason, we've been programmed to understand that if you ask for a sale and they say no, it is painful, you know. I often share the conditioning that could often happen when we're children. Let's say in my case, uh, maybe I wanted a Nintendo, right? Those gaming consoles. And I would go to mom and dad, you know, authority figures I would love and respect. And, you know, our kids, natural salespeople, well, they're shameless, but they're actually really bad salespeople because they don't care about the customer. They care about themselves only. And so what would I do if I'm asking for those that Nintendo, I'd say, mom, dad, please, please, please. Can I get that? Can I get it? Please, please, please. And you just become annoying, relentless. You keep asking, but you're not changing your strategy. You're, you're not a trained sales professional. You're a child trying their best, just wailing around and seeing if they can get what they want if they just keep asking. And there's a bit of that situation that often happens that, you know, a parent could have an exhausted day. Maybe you've just been extra annoying. And the message would usually come to a point where you would say, hey, no means no stop asking. And is it by any chance that most professional salespeople, not people that are needing to do sales in their business, but people that are hired as sales professionals still have so much hesitation and resistance when it comes to following up? Interesting. And so loving the self is all about recognizing that there are going to be fears. 
there is going to be some rejections. There is practice necessary. And there are self practices that you can embody that make you more resilient, more excited, more enthusiastic, more primed, ready to go and do more sales activities, recognizing that you're going to put your vulnerability on the line through every sale. And you're going to grow, get better, be more enthusiastic, have all that amazing stuff happen. But the thing is going to be a journey, just like anything else worth accomplishing. Getting good at sales is going to trigger you. So tell me how you're going to apply this love of self as it relates to marketing and selling your own book. So how are you dealing with you know, the fear of rejection or the vulnerability that comes with putting your book out into the world this week? Becky, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I have thoughts coming in my head. There's thoughts that are telling me, oh my God, are people going to read my book? Are people going to get value from that? Are they going to say it's a waste of paper? Did I just waste my time writing this book? Are people going to like it? Am I going to get just one star reviews on Amazon? What's going to happen? You know, our monkey mind is always going to prompt some worst case scenarios. It's trying to prepare us, right? It's, and it's looking for any possible danger, but it wasn't prepared for the environment that we live in today. And so in my case, these thoughts would create friction. They would create resistance. They would create aversion to pain, wanting to distract me. And I think whenever you're going to be marketing a book, these fears are there. They're going to happen. And, you know, I love the quote that says, courage is not the absence of fear, but it's moving forward in the presence of them. And so, yeah, my fears are there, but I know that I'm waking up early. I'm doing my meditation. I'm showing up. Even if I have to do podcasts that stay late in the night or starts early in the morning, I'm going to show up. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to do what's necessary. And every time that I have that little voice, that's going to come and say like, no, what's the point? You don't need, no, you can do this. This is amazing. And the first love of selling, which we'll go to next, I know, uh, is going to be the anchor that brings you back on your feet. But I've also had a chance to do a fear solving exercise, which is from Tim Ferriss does a TEDx talk from this and says, instead of goal setting, try fear setting. And fear setting is a system where you actually start listing all the fears that you have about a particular activity you're about to do. And so I did this for the book. I went to a workshop and they made me do this. And in doing so, I started realizing like, wow, a lot of these fears, not only are they a little blown out of proportion, but there's actually some things I can do to prevent that from happening. Like an example would be, well, I'd feel like I'll have nobody that will buy my book. It'll be just collecting dust on the bookshelves or the virtual shelves of Amazon today. But then you can start putting plans together. And as a listener, if you're looking to sell your book and you're worried about that, you have amazing resources like Becky here that can be someone who assists you to be able to make sure that you move the book. And so, aha, you realize that most of these fears, you think there's thousands, there's actually usually around five to seven. And there's usually an action you can take to mitigate that fear. Well, wow, there's so much actionable from this conversation and so many ways that we can apply your book, Selling with Love, to the book marketing process. So before we wrap up today's conversation, we always want to identify some action steps that our listeners can immediately take. And Jason, it's so hard to choose because I feel like you've given us so many places that we can really pour in and take action. I want to pull out the first one, uh, mapping to your idea of this fear-letting exercise. And if you're an author listening today, and if any of this 
vulnerability associated with selling your book is resonating with you, what I want to encourage you to do is get out a piece of paper right now and write down what some of those fears are and then look for ways to address the issues around the fears. And um, I'm sure I would love to hear about that if you do it. And you could email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. We'll also put Jason's email in the show notes and maybe you could let him know that you tried that activity. Um, and I just want to say, Jason, one author to another, you know, your book is coming out now in February I, and my book is just a couple of months away and everything that you're saying, it, I think these are common feelings that every author experiences of like, what if, what if my book stinks? Like, what if no one likes it? What if no one buys it? Um, you know, what if I thought it was valuable, but people don't view it that way. So thank you for voicing those. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, I think they need to be brought out into the open so we can recognize that we're all too human. Indeed. So I'm wondering, Jason, what other action step might you recommend to our listeners based on this concept of selling with love? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll close off very quickly uh, with just sharing what is the first love in selling. And oh, did really I miss awful. it? I thought I heard them all. No, we got one more, but it's brilliant because this is an action step people can take. And so we talked about loving the buyer, understanding them, loving the product, making it amazing, loving the process, doing what is necessary to move the book so that it can make the difference that you want to make, loving the self, realizing that we're all too human and working on mastery of the self so we can be more effective in the way we show up. But the first of all those loves that anchors every other love here is actually loving the impact. Loving the impact of what your book is going to do. Get clear on that. And the action that I would give for people listening is if you haven't taken the time to sit down and write, what's the impact for every book that somebody buys that directly happens to them? Get super clear. Write a paragraph of what's the impact to them. How are they going to show up? How is that going to make them show up differently at work with their family? And then I want you to imagine that your book is in the hands of a million people. And what's the impact that's going to have in the world? What are you going to change? What problem are you going to solve? And why does the world need that problem solved? And then take a moment and think selflessly. What's the impact it's going to do in your life? What is the expertise it's going to make you perceived as? What is the recognition you're going to get for having published your book? What is the monetary compensation you're going to get for publishing your book? And use that as motivators so that you can always get back into the heart and sell from love Whenever you find something that is causing you blocks, causing you to sabotage or causing you to lose touch about the incredible power and responsibility that comes with being powerful in sales, and especially with a book, you know that you can move your message to so many people. Do it with love. You'll feel good. So that is so amazing. So Jason, before we wrap up our conversation, I'm hoping you'll tell our listeners not only where they can buy your new book, Selling with Love, but also how they can stay connected to you online. Yeah. I think the best thing for people is to go to sellingwithlove.com and you'll find links to the book. You'll see the podcast that I host, Selling with Love, where I bring amazing experts, including you, Becky, on the show to share more specifics around every aspect of sales. And uh, you'll be able to connect with me on all the socials there. But I would ask for anybody there, uh, just like Becky mentioned, my email is there or LinkedIn and Instagram. Send me a direct message. Tell me what you've learned, what you've appreciated. If there's anything I can help with, I'll be there for you. 
Thank you so much, Jason, for investing time in this conversation. And I hope that those of you who are listening today will be inspired to bring love to everything you're selling, including your book. Uh, take care. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or have been enjoying our show, please consider leaving us a review. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to email Becky at Becky at weavinginfluence.com.